Jeremy File, welcome to the show. Fadeaways and Fundamentals. What's up, brother? Dude, we get to bring the heat. I'm in the coldest weather ever in Michigan, minus 25 degrees wind chill, but I am ready for this. This is this will heat me up, I guess. Minus 25? What the? What? Please tell <laughs> me what the heck is going on. Well, I'm ready to make that move, you know. Andre, you're always telling me to make that move to SoCal, so I think it's about time after this. You, I think you need to, bro. What's what's going on? How's the why, why is the weather so bad? Well, it's Michigan. We're just gritty out here, man. You know, we just—it's the polar vortex. They're calling it. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Wow, it's tough, man, it's tough living out here. That's that's gnarly, dude. I, I'm sorry to hear that. So there's like, what is it? Is it hard to get in a basketball gym? Well, I mean, it, the good thing is it's crazy because with the weather out here, you know, this is the time where kids are obviously in the gym more because we don't have that luxury of going outside. But, I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is one of the most uh, most cold it's been in a long time here, you know, where schools are shut down, which typically doesn't happen here. And uh, it's it's crazy. You know, you definitely want to look into it. Uh, you know, we had, with the wind chill, we had minus 45 degrees in some areas of the state. And uh, it's cold. It's definitely cold. I mean, there's no getting around it. A lot of cancellations of games, though. It was really, you know, plus we get the snow, so it's it's different, man. It's not like that beautiful weather out there, that's for sure. Oh, I, I hear you, man. So, hey, let's talk about um, this uh, episode we're trying to do here. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and announce what we're doing today. Yeah, you know, it's pretty awesome. We, we talked about, obviously... We always are going back and forth with eras, and in the '90s, you know, was our dear, is dear to our hearts because that was we felt like a prime time for basketball, and then even '80s, and then you know, it's just a good comparison to talk about uh, what we see now comparing to then in the '90s, and then even '80s, and and also even getting a little closer in the comparison. When we talk about early 2000s, you know, like Kobe's era, LeBron just coming in compared to what's happening now, and it's a pretty interesting topic i mean i really think it is we've talked about it a lot you know obviously it's always that comparison what's better what's you know who's better and that'll be fun today because we can kind of break it down you know yeah so okay so i had a lot of guys from our era and one one guy that stands out to me was my man tim hardaway yeah so who do you think compares to tim hardaway now from back then, you know, we got Tim Hardaway back then. Who's who's comparing you to Tim Hardaway now? I mean, I would say maybe a Kimball Walker. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there's, that's not a terrible comparison. You know, I uh, Tim Hardaway, you know, the great thing about the players then, and it's really hard to see um, anyone play like him now. I mean, that's a great one because Kemba obviously has got – just such a great crossover and great step back stuff and and Hardaway was obviously the same a lot bigger though he was a stronger guard um very physical but yeah that's a good comparison they both can get to the rim um Kemba's probably a little more uh diverse with his handle you know where Hardaway was just one two bang I'm gone the killer cross um but yeah that's a great comparison I mean I think Tim Hardaway obviously would play great now I mean I don't think he'd have any problems nowadays but, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Now, what about a comparison to, like, a Magic Johnson? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, 
it's hard to there's just not a lot of guys that you know I would probably say nobody I mean it's just different you know he was a different point guard um also the thing that people need to realize is he did have James Worthy run the wing with him I mean he did have Byron Scott run the lane he did have Kareem for a while so he had a lot of options and you just don't see a ton of that now um I know a lot of people have been bringing up you know the the Ben Simmons type you know like LeBron a little bit they compare the way they can you know lead the floor game you know they're big they're bigger guards they can see over people but Magic was in his in a class in itself I mean he was just different he was just so amazing with the ball I mean people don't realize nowadays how unbelievable he was I mean six foot nine running down the court like a freight train no look pass and just on a dime and you just don't see a whole lot of guys like that he's in a class in itself I mean it's hard to say anyone like him and I don't see it yet right and, and you're right because was he like 6'10 6'11 yeah he was a good 6'9 you know I've actually seen Magic in person a lot he's from Michigan and you know he's just big so big and um, it's amazing to think like wow I'm a point guard and that's a point guard <laughs> you know it's a different you know size player and obviously nowadays we see bigger guys handling the ball more and it was just so different then where him that being that big and being able to run that fast and to handle the ball like that was, was something else. Right, right, right. Okay. So who would you give the guy a comparison to like a Charles Barkley? Because Charles Barkley, not only did he score, he was six foot four, he could box out, he could um he was he was like a bulldog. He was like a big bull in inside yeah. the paint. I mean I mean, who would you give that to? I mean, I don't know anybody that's on that is a comparison to a Charles Barkley. I think the way Zion is playing now, him coming into the league, Zion is like a mixture of like three or four guys. So it's pretty special when you talk about him because he is kind of a bull like Barkley where he can just back you down and just get an easy bucket. But he's kind of like a Sean Kemp because he's just so – Run down the lane, full court, boom, just hammer it. He's, um, I know a lot of people think I'm crazy saying but he plays a lot like Larry Johnson sometimes. Because yes! he's so strong. But Larry you Johnson know, was also from the 90s, though. Right. And, uh, you know, he's, they're not necessarily so similar, but because they're so strong and they were athletic at that side. But he is so different, though, because where he, where he's different than Barkley and he's different than Sean Kemp, he can really handle the ball. And, he can really pass when he wants to. He's kind of, you know, getting closer to a LeBron because he can handle so well. But when he gets the ball, it's like it's like Barkley or it's like Sean Kemp. I'm just getting to the rim. And okay. I'm going to, you know, when he's on the break, you know, we've never seen anybody that athletic that big. I mean, he's in a league of his own when it comes to that. I really hope he doesn't get hurt. But I do think Charles Barkley, there is a little bit of Barkley in him. He's just not running down the lane. Or he gets it in the post and he's going straight up. There's not a lot of moves. He's not a great um, 15-foot back down game like Barkley was great at that, where he could post you up 15 feet out, little fade away. Where I think he has it, but it's not necessarily his game yet. But yeah, I, I do think Zion has a little bit of Barkley in him. I really do. Okay, I like that. But isn't isn't Bar or isn't Barkley a lot smaller than? Zion, like Zion's like, of I course. Say, I want to say he's like 6'6", 260. Yeah, Zion's a 6'7", you know, and they, they he was weighing as much as 
285. I think he's dropped a little. Um, Barkley was much shorter, obviously, at 6'4". Um, but uh, I guess the comparison is more like when they get the ball inside, they just score. You know, they can just get there and score. And Barkley was just incredible at that. And he also, when he was younger, he ran the floor great. A lot of people forget that. He would run down the floor on the fast break and just take off and dunk on you. And uh, people forget that with him because he did turn into more of a back-down, face-up, 15-foot and in guy when he played for the Suns. But when he was with the Sixers, he was incredible in the open break. I mean, he just did everything. Ah, okay. I like that. I like that. Now what? Now, come on, man. We got a comparison of MJ. I I don't think you compare you could compare MJ to anybody. I'm I'm just being honest. You know, I I think the we we talked about it before. He the early years of Michael Russell was is a lot like that, where he'll get the rebound full court. No, you know he he's going to just score and dunk on anybody. And Michael was a lot like that in his early years. Like. It's funny when we have these conversations. When Jordan was in the 90s, the 90s Jordan was not like the early Jordan. The early Jordan was full court. I'm going on everybody dunking, not necessarily looking to pass ever. And then when Phil Jackson got there, he was in a system. Russell's a lot like Jordan, where he can get the rebound. You know, he Michael played as a point guard for a while. People forget this. When, in 10 games when Jordan was playing point guard for the Bulls, he averaged a triple-double. So right. he would have probably been very similar to what we see with Russell Westbrook now. Um, so those two are actually really similar in the early years. Um, but now, like, in the end of his career, there's nobody like Jordan. I mean, there's just nobody like him. He can play both sides. We talked about that last week. He can defend. He can guard the best player on the floor. There's not many guys that can score. You know, like, Harden can score at will, right? But he can't guard nobody. Right. And, okay. you know... That's the difference. Jordan could guard. Uh, Kobe was obviously very much like Jordan when he was in his prime. But nowadays, nobody is is like Michael. Okay. So, like, a couple of bigs that stand out to me this season, obviously, is um, DeMarcus Cousins. He's he's always played well, even though he got hurt again. Um, But he looked really good with, you know, the last few games he played with Golden State. Um, You know, Carl Anthony Towns, he's always a phenomenal player. He he looks very good as well. Anthony Davis is another big. That's man, the guy the guy can play the game. The guy's a, a, a I would say almost like a stretch five. Um, Joel yeah. Embiid can shoot the three. He's got the Euro going for him. But how do they compare to somebody like a David Robinson, uh, a Shaquille O'Neal, um, even a um, uh. Who's the other big guy? Oh gosh, why is his why is his name floating out of my Patrick head? Patrick Ewing, um, maybe. There's a Ewing was Ewing, playing that. Okay, a Ewing and um and then the other guy that won a chip. Uh Kamina uh Olajuwon. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So how do all those guys fit together with your bigs now? I, I think you know, when I look at it fully, I think it goes back to what I just said about Jordan. I think the bigs then play better defense. Okay. Where I think Ewing could block you more. You don't see eight. He's a, a pretty good shot blocker. Cousins is not. He can be, but he's not like dominant. Whereas, you know, Hakeem, Ewing, and Robinson, they'd block anything out of there. I mean, they would just send it out of there. Whereas offensively, there, there, there's a lot of good comparisons. I think AD um, is like a Robinson, but a little more athletic. You know, he is uh, someone that can play away from the basket. David Robinson could too. You know, a lot of. 
people that listen to this need to realize how athletic the guys still were then. Whereas, you know, before I was thinking, oh, I think the guys are more athletic now, right? Well, I don't know if they really were. I think it's a little more close than we think. And uh, But AD is a David Robinson that can pass a little better, maybe a little more athletic, stretch the floor, maybe a little more. I think Embiid is, doesn't have the post moves like Olajuwon did, but they're kind of similar. They're kind of crafty. Um, Olajuwon was a much better defender. Um, Patrick Ewing and Cousins could be compared a little. You know, where they're, Ewing was a much better post scorer, you know, and, and he could shoot really good from 15 feet. But Cousins can shoot better from three. So, you know, there's a little, um, you know, you go back and forth with comparisons. I just think the bigs and the best players then played better defense. I still think that's why they're ahead sometimes because they played both sides. Okay, okay, I get that. Now, this is a comparison for me. Like, I didn't, I didn't bring these guys in into the picture, and, and I'm going to. Um, one of my all-time favorite bigs, and and I don't know why he was. He just was a fit. I was just a big fan of him. Was Alonzo Mourning? Alonzo yeah. was. I was a big fan of Alonzo Mourning. Um, I was also a big fan of Tim Duncan. And I think I loved Tim Duncan was the fact that he loved to shoot the bank shot. And I used to yeah. like. I remember like posting up friends like playing like one on one and being like Tim Duncan. And using the glass, and then like I would like, yeah, I would like throw it, and I would call glass and make it, and I would love yeah. to do that because they would just irk everybody, you know. Yeah. Like so, I mean, I know Duncan was more of a two thousand player, and we're trying to compare guys from nineties, I guess, two thousands yeah. to now. Um, I mean, I I know Lonzo was more of a a threat on the defensive side and the rebounding side, um, but what do you think on that? Well, I think Alonzo Morning was great. I mean, he was a great defender, obviously, like we've been talking about. And he, and he could score. I mean, he was a great scorer. I mean, he, it was, he wasn't needed to score as much. You know, I mean, I think when, when he was on, uh, you know, the early years of the Heat, Hardaway was still kind of the focal point scoring. But Morning scored a lot, too. I mean, he, he could really score. He was a good defender, great shot blocker. Um, the latter years, obviously, he finally got, a, you know, a ring with Miami. And um, that was good to see. And, you know, he he was really good when he played for the Hornets. You know, he was unbelievable when he played for the Charlotte Hornets. Him and LJ, uh, Larry Johnson, they were, you know, almost like uh, the dual threat inside. Um, you know, just a great player, you know. And, uh, you know, great person. Obviously, you listen to him talk. He's still just a really good person. Does a lot of things for the Miami community. Um, it's really hard to find a comparison with him now. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, it, when you look at that, you're kind of like trying to find a big like him. It's probably not going to be found nowadays. Um, right. He wasn't a great handler, but he could still, you know, catch in the post and pass out of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's he was great. Great, great player. Yeah, I hear you. Now, now going to, like, let's go to some guards. Now, I don't want to go to guards like Kyrie yet because we are going to talk about people like Kyrie and LeBron James. Um, and John Wall and stuff like that. But like got like my my type of guards to me were more like a Jason Kidd that can he can hit a simple crossover super fast on you, quick spin move, dish the rock, he could shoot the three if he had to, and John Stockton. Those yeah. are guys 
that I looked up to as a guard because they didn't play the game. Um, they they just didn't have a bunch of combo moves. How about that? That's the best yeah. way to say it. Like you know, I I love the way Kyrie plays. I mean, I've got to see this guy play twice in person, and every time I've seen him, I go, "That's the best guy on the court." The guy is literally six foot two, six foot three, and the guy is the best guy on the court. He's just he's like a god amongst yeah. trees. You know, I've seen Kobe, I've seen LeBron, I've seen all these guys play, but for me. Like, if I were to go into it like a reality check, I love the fact the way that John Stockton plays, and I love the fact that he, he just keeps the game so simple, just like Jason Kidd. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I would love to relate to a Steph Curry, but, I mean, the way he shoots the shot and some sometimes his, his four or five dribble combo moves, I'm like, how the hell did he get that up? Like, right. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I'm going to touch on Steph real quick. And then I'll get back to what you first talked about when it came to, like, uh, Stockton and Kidd um, and then Kyrie. I'm going to kind of compare the differences there. With Steph, real quick, there's never been a player like him, ever. Um, you know, I he's just different. You know, he the way he shoots from how far, the way he can handle and how efficient he is as a shooter from outside. Um, I'm going to say this, and, and I said it to a couple of my friends, and they don't believe me, but I'm going to just say it. I think he's the best shooter I've ever seen. I mean, I just don't think I've ever seen a guy who could shoot that well from that far. And also, he, you know, he's a good finisher. He's got floaters. He's got mid-range. He shoots the lights out at the free throw line, doesn't miss very often. He's the best shooter I've ever seen. Right. And you just don't see many guys that can handle that well, shoot that well. So he's just the – I've never seen anyone like him. Isaiah Thomas with the handles was great, but he wasn't a great three-point shooter like Steph. He can knock it down, but Steph comes down – one, two, three, four, the 30 foot three. It's like, what in the world? And, uh, and, and, you know, his phrase, you know, you know, I don't know. I think it's what I, I'm, you know, killing the game. Everyone say, you know, he's killing the game. And uh, I think that's one of his slogans, you know, or I killed the game or something because he's different. He, you never seen anything like him. And, uh, it's just awesome. You know, he's my favorite player now. And I just, I just can't believe the things he does sometimes. Um, he's not efficient like, Kid and, and uh, Stockton were sometimes. Kid and Stockton were big on, we're going to get a basket. You know, it, it doesn't have to be moves. You know, Jason was a little more crafty with the no-look stuff. John Stockton was just solid as a rock. Ball screen, I'm making the right play every time. I'm hitting open shots, and I'm tough as nails on defense. And Kid and Stockton were big on efficient, you know, being leaders, running the show. And they didn't need a lot of moves. They, they still had some, but they didn't need them. And, uh... That's where they are different than guys like Kyrie and and uh, Kemba and you know some of these guards. You see Steph; they don't need a ton of moves. They just need to get down the court, read the play, make the pass, hit the open shot when they can. And Jason Kidd was outstanding in the open court. So I mean, it was just uh, the guards were different then. They they didn't need to do as much because they had a lot of guys they could just dump the ball to in the post. Okay, and, I mean. But there, but there's guys that are bigger now than they were back then. So why is it that like Chris Paul, um, you know, all these other guys, Kyrie, uh, LeBron, um, James Harden, why, why Westbrook, why, why do they go to these five to eight combo moves? 
like why why is the guard play more of a combo move now than it was before because even Lillard they they just go like from combo to combo it's crazy the reason why the guys are like that now is because we went to positionless basketball and it's always a five out situation it seems like the guards have to do more to get open ah. whereas back then you've seen a Ewing you've seen a David Robinson and where were they at usually on the block on the block so you didn't need to create a ton to get to the rim because you could dump it to the rim you could throw it down there to the rim and then they throw it back and then you make plays where now it's you know prime examples of Celtics right but come down Kyrie's got the ball, you got a guy in the corner on the right, you got a guy in the left corner, and you got two big guys above the three-point line. Right. So what happens? you got the ball, and the way to get to the rim is what? Four or five moves sometimes. Sometimes they throw it to Horford, and they get a dribble handoff because Horford's dribbling now, right? You didn't see that as much then. I mean, it was happening, but not very often. So back then it was, if you're John Stockton, if you're Gary Payton, if you're Kevin Johnson, what are you going to do? You're going to throw the ball down to Barkley in the post. You're going to throw the ball down to Sean Kemp. You're going to throw the ball down to Malone, and you play off him in the post. So then it was more, hey, hit when you're open, or there was still some ball screen stuff. But you didn't have to do all that because you knew you could throw it into somebody. And that's why it's different now. The guards are asked to do more. The okay, point guards are, hey, you got to make plays more now. Okay, let me, let me ask you this. Like, like you mentioned, Kevin Johnson. He, he hit you with that quick crossover spin move, take it to the cup. Gary yeah. Payton was the same way, one or two moves, pass, lob, but he was a crazy lockdown defender. I mean, like, I mean, hello, his name was the glove for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the way we played versus the way it's played now for guards? I think it's, I mean, for me, I would love it now because then I could actually really do more. Like, if I was fortunate enough to be in the NBA with, with the way I can handle the ball, I would love it now because I could actually show more. Where in my era growing up, it was all about you got to be a great post feeder, right? You got to be able to be solid. You got to be able to handle pressure and get the ball inside. And you didn't need to do as much. So for me, of course, being a point guard, I'm going to love it now more. I'm going to love, you know, the, uh, the situation that, oh, I could come down and create. It's five out. I got the room to do it. You know, it's it's all about me. You know, it's about the, it's about my position. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like that even when I was playing. You know, I, I mean, I, if you look at my era when I was a high schooler, right, the NBA was the point guards still were Jason Kidd. Uh, out here in Detroit, right, Chauncey Billups was the point guard. He didn't do a lot of that. He'd come down, he was physical, he'd come off the ball screen, he'd dump it into Rashid. You know, I mean, it was still sort of like the 90s. Right. And, uh, you know, I love Jason Williams. That's like one of my favorite players, White Chocolate. So he was fun for me because he did create a little more. He was creative. And uh, he would try to flare it up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, nowadays I would love it. I mean, I would love being in this era where I could be a little more creative. Okay. Uh, I hear you on that. Now, what about some, like, forwards? Like, for instance, Pippen, Kevin Garnett. Um, what do you think about those guys? Dirk Nowitzki. Those are forwards that are, like, absolutely amazing. 
Sure. How, how do you compare those three with guys today? Well, I think Scotty Pippen, would, a lot of guys now would have a hard time going against him. I mean, he was just a very, very good defender, um, really could lock down, and uh, he also was great in the open court. He could score, too. And, uh, you know, he he just did so many things really, really well. And he you had know, those long arms. It'd be really hard to go against that for these guys. Even the guards, they'd have a hard time going against a forward that could check you like that. Um, so, yeah, he, he was just... You know, you know, different. You know, and he would be great. You know, he would be great. And uh, I mean, the forwards then. I mean, you got to think Barkley was still forward. And uh, who'd you just mention, Andre? You mentioned a couple other guys. You uh, besides Pippen. Uh, I want to make sure. Pippen, Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett, yeah. And Duncan Dirk Garnett. Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. So Dirk, Dirk, Duncan, and Garnett are kind of around that same time frame, right? Well, now we're getting to the early two thousands. Right. 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 They were. I mean, really, just those are great fours, man. It's hard to find fours like that that could I mean, Giannis be great on defense. With, would Giannis be able to play with them? You would think. Oh, of course. I think I think Giannis is so different. I mean, he's another guy that you know it's, we haven't seen a whole lot of him. You know, but he is he's a Garnett with a little more away from the basket, right? You know, I mean, he can he's got long arms. He's so tall, um, so he's a little bit of like a a mixture of Garnett and Pippen, right? You know, he's he can guard multiple positions. And uh, where Garnett could too, Garnett could really guard guards. If he switched, he was hard to go against. Um, and, and Duncan, you know, was unbelievable. You know, maybe arguably the best power forward of all time. A lot of people say that. Um, so yeah, Giannis is kind of you know he's he's a ridiculous four stretch four now, where he plays away from the basket a lot. I think he travels far too much. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that, I think so too. You know, I think he would. Uh, you know, if we take him back in the past, I think he'd have a hard time because they would call a lot of traveling on him. Um, but yeah, he's those are good comparisons when you talk about him being like a a Duncan further away from the basket, him being like a Garnett with that size, but a little more. You know, he gets the ball in his hands a lot more. You know, they ask a lot out of him. So uh, he's big time, man. Giannis is something else. I really am looking forward to see how good he gets because he's so young. He's so young still, and he's just that dominant. Oh, absolutely. Now, and Dirk, I want to say one thing about Dirk. I mean, Dirk was, you know, you know, Porzingis is compared to a lot, but Dirk was just so lights out from three. I mean, it was just ridiculous in his early years, and he still is. I mean, he can still shoot it. He's older now, but and his back down game was was incredible. It was so hard to stop. He was like a Larry Bird. They're so similar. No passing like Bird, obviously, but Larry Bird and him are so similar with their back down game. It's kind of scary. Um, and Dirk had the size, though. Dirk was taller, so right. Dirk was unbelievable, man. He was so much fun to watch. Yeah, he was. Um, now, now I know you just mentioned Porzingis. Did you see that he actually went to Dallas today? Yeah. Well, I think it's perfect. I think it's. It's what they would want. They already had their Dirk. Dirk's on his way out pretty much. So, you know, it's perfect. Let's get a guy that's got size that can shoot and stretch the floor, and Dirk could maybe mentor him. I think Dirk's going to stay involved with the Mavericks forever. You know, not just playing. I think he'll be done, and he'll stay in front office or whatever. Um, so that's perfect. Now he's got a mentor, Porzingis does, and uh, they've already talked quite a bit, I guess. I guess they're kind of close. So this is great. You know, you got... You got Luca and you got Porzingis now. What do you I mean think about Luca? I mean, uh, compare Luca to somebody from the nineties or two thousands. 
Because he's very uh, tall too, right? I mean, even though, what's he, 18, 19, but he's tall. Yeah, yeah. Luca is, uh, he's got a ways to go. I mean, there's some, uh, you know, it's it's like he's unbelievable at the ball screen. You know, he, he creates more for himself than a John Stockton did. But he is kind of like Stockton because he's so good off the ball screen. He just does it differently. Um, I always say this to people when it comes to basketball. It's not, uh, you know, always exactly what you're doing. It's the result. So they score so much up the ball screen. He looks different than Stockton, but he's not any different because he's outstanding off of the ball screen. Stockton does it a little his way. He comes off the screen, boom, quick pass, layup. Luca uses the screen, a couple quick moves, step back three. They're both successful, and they're both so good at off the screen. And I think that's what people forget when we talk about basketball. It's not necessarily like, don't just watch how many moves he's doing. Did it work? Or was it a good result? Right. You know, or, you know, this guy did it and he didn't have to do that many moves. It worked. Okay, well, you got to figure out what works and what works for you. And what works for Luca is he's just, just so crafty off the ball screen. Yeah. And he's got a great step back game. And, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to find. Yeah, man, he's a hard guy to figure out who anyone plays like him. Um, that's a good one. I can't find anyone right off the top of my head. Um, in the nineties, you know, especially and even too early two thousands. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty tough. I, I can't think. Yeah. Think of a guy. So, so two of my guys that are like obviously everybody's favorites from the early two thousands would be a LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Um, it's really tough for me to compare them to anyone from the nineties because, you know. They're almost like an MJ. They're they really are. They're like a goat. You know, they're really yeah. tough. They're really tough to to figure out and and compare them with with guys. Could you compare them to anybody from the '90s or even today? I mean, I know obviously Kobe just retired a few years ago. You got LeBron still playing at the height of his game. Could you compare them, whether it's in the '90s or in the later 2000s? I think. Uh... You know, I'm, I'm not a huge LeBron guy, but I, I think it's safe to what? say we've never seen anybody like him. What? You know, I, I think it's pretty, uh, it's obvious. You know, he's just different. You know, there's just things he does that we, that it's, it's, you can't compare. He's ridiculous, uh, dude. You know, he, he's, uh, with his size, with his speed at that age. Can you age, please you know, just he, tell me he's ridiculous for, for oh, my? Of course. I mean, LeBron. I, I want to hear you a, say it. Or you say, I LeBron would be a fool is ridiculous. If I was, a, I would be a fool involved with this game if uh, if I didn't think um, LeBron wasn't ridiculous. I mean, he's unbelievable. There's some things he does that it's just you can't compare him to anyone. I know the comparison is he's like Magic, but but can score like Jordan. That's not true. I think he's, he is lacking an offense. I know that people get mad at me because there's a lot of LeBron lovers. I think he's lacking in some areas in offense still. No, but no. To be compared, What's he lacking? What is he lacking? Well, I, well, I, think, I, I think the thing that when I when I compare to Jordan, I just think he's not an efficient scorer like Jordan was. Oh come and, on! <laughs> you know, here's why. This is what I always tell people when it comes to LeBron. When when Michael Jordan scores, it changed the game. When Michael Jordan scores, the game could be completely flipped over because he's so efficient. He does it so easily. 
not like he has to run people over. LeBron is, you know, he, he trucks through the lane, and it's, it's so physical, right? How, you're not going to stop that. And the way they call it now, you know, they're not going to, they're not. They're gonna let him do whatever he wants to do. Okay, wait. Time out. Time out. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Hold, hold your thought. I have to interrupt you. Hold your thought. Yeah. Hold your sure. thought for a second. But you don't think Jordan? I, I mean, I'm a huge MJ fan. But you don't think sometimes Jordan and Kobe just shot way too much versus LeBron giving the ball up? Of course. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think LeBron's different because you know he doesn't have to score. I think that's what makes him so special. I mean, he can change the game in other areas. But I always say this, the basketball, it's great to do a lot of different things, right? You know, I, I mean, I, I encourage guys to, hey, dive on the floor, take charges, get rebounds, hustle, uh, make great passes. Here's the difference between the GOAT and LeBron, you know, and this is where I always tell everybody this. All right, and you got to be a Jordan fan because you are a Bulls fan. <laughs> right. Well, this is what I say all the time. There's still only one way... You know, you fully win. you got to put the ball in the hoop. You know, I mean, I, I love the little things. I couldn't score a ton. I mean, I scored a lot, but it was little things for me. But in the end, you put the ball to Jordan, and he's going to hit the shot. And the reason why I don't think he's an offensive stud like Jordan, LeBron, that is, I can't think of one go-to move that LeBron James has. I can't think of, like, oh, that's the, that's the LeBron move, right? That's the move he always does. I, I can't... <laughs> I can't think of it. I Where Jordan is, there's a fadeaway. Other than fadeaway. Yeah, other than he, he might go in and out fadeaway on you, or he's going to run you over. So LeBron can, I mean, he can, he's got moves. I'm not saying he doesn't, but Jordan, Kobe, what do they have? They had that fadeaway. I mean, yeah. they just come down. I don't need to do nothing to you, man. I'm just going to fade away on you and hit in your face. Whereas LeBron, he's trying to get that, and he still has it a little. But it's not efficient. That's what I went back to. It's so efficient when Kobe and Jordan would get it. You know, it was so efficient with a go-to move. And uh, LeBron's different, though. Man, I'll say this in his defense. He don't need that, which is so crazy. He doesn't need to have a go-to move. Sometimes he's just big. He's strong. He can chase down and block you. I mean, he can get a rebound. He can he can pass, skip pass, perfect pass. He's different. He, he's just different. And we're never going to see anyone like him. He's uh, he's not in my top five, but he's right there. Um, I, I just, Who's your top five? Who's your top five? My top five definitely uh, hasn't changed for a long time. I, I, I still put Magic at the point. You know, okay. I still put, Magic uh, at the one. Okay. I'm going yeah, okay, to agree, I'm gonna agree with Magic. Uh, you yeah, and I got I Magic together. Magic, okay, one. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you got to start a team – my top five is I'm going to start a top five by who I think is going to help me win every time. <laughs> you know, it's not about who's always the best player. Okay, um, you got Magic, one. Magic, one. Michael, two, of course. Okay. I don't think there's any, there's any uh, stopping that. Um, I'm going to do something a little different, but I just think even though he didn't play the three, I think Kobe. I just love Kobe. I mean, I think that the way he could score, the way he could still defend, he was unbelievable handling the ball. Okay, I want to take – I wouldn't take Kobe, I'd take LeBron, but okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, you know, I, I still like Kobe over LeBron, but it's close. And, uh, you know, the four and five, it gets really tricky for me because you kind of got to go back into time a little bit. Um, hey, who are you going but with? For me, I still think Tim Duncan at the four. I just, I just think the way he could, you know, defend still, he was so efficient in the post. Over Kevin, um, Gar- over Kevin Garnett? 
Oh, yeah, of course. Oh. I'm going with uh, Kevin Garnett, but that's okay. It's okay. You know, so, I think, uh, we're flip-flopping I think Kobe. Winner. We're flip-flopping you know, you're, you're Kobe at, for You're looking at four guys I just named, and when you look at them right now, there's not one that had less than five ranks. So, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of winning there, too, and I take that into consideration. All right, so and, we're, flip-flopping, uh, we're flip-flopping Kobe for, for James, you and I, because I want James, you want Kobe. And I want yeah. Kevin Garnett. You want um, Duncan, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we have the same for the five. Who's your five? The five is so hard, man. I, I there's so many guys I want to throw in there. No, and, it's not. Uh, no, it's not. I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you a curveball, but I just think Bill Russell's got to be no! there. No, come on. <laughs> and I, I go back and forth with him and Kareem because I love Kareem. What? And. and uh, as much as I love Shaq, I'm going Shaq with Shaq. Was dominant. Shaq. As much as I love, shout out to Shaq. Hakeem, TNT, you know, shout out to I Shaq. Shaq, if you hear this, Dre is all over it. You know, I, I love, I love Shaq. I love Hakeem, and I love Wilt, and I love Kareem. I just think, like I just went to, it's not always the best player; it's the best player for the team. Okay. And I just think when you when you have those four other guys, you got a guy like Bill Russell who can get every rebound, he can block shots, hey, he can still score. I mean, the guy can still score when he wanted. I know the era is a long time ago. I know that's a little tricky, right? Yeah. Like, but it my top so five to right. start a team. Like, I think Bill Russell could go out there right now today, and even when he played the way he did then, and he might have a hard time playing against some of these guys. You know, he might really have a hard time checking anybody. But when it comes to a team and you got four other guys that I just named, he's perfect because he's going to get all the rebounds, he's going to do all the little things, and, you know, there you go. you still got Jordan and Kobe to score. you still got Magic, the one passing to you. you still got Duncan, the one that's controlling the paint still, too. And my way is a little different. I mean, if I was going to look at individual players, I probably wouldn't have them there. But if it's my top five, my team, you're never beating this team, <laughs> you know, this is my team, that's who I want, you know. That's the way I do it. Okay, I I I, I can kind of agree, but I like Shaq. He was awesome. He was unbelievable. I have you know, to go and, and I got LeBron as my sixth man, by the way. <laughs> okay, your sixth man is LeBron. My sixth man would probably be Durant over Kobe. Kobe yeah, would be seven. I'll tell you what. You know what? Oh man, I cannot believe I left them out. It's really hard for me. I mean, I'm going to say this real quick. Real fast, if I had to pick five players and had nothing to do with the team, like here's my best players, I think what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm, I'm going to go Michael LeBron, one, two, Kobe, three, and I'm going to put KD, four, and I'm going to put Shaq, five, because those are five guys that are just dominant. Yeah. Dominant. Yeah, they're you know, dominant. And no matter who you put on, no matter what team you put those guys on, they're going to be that much better. And... And then it does take away from Magic a little bit, but Magic would be right there, too. You always could start a team with him. But, yeah, my top five is always, you know, the, the team deal. And uh, But Durant, oh, man, he's – Durant's right there is my favorite, one of my favorites right now. Well, I, yeah. I love the fact that we just did this and our comparisons were completely different other than the fact that we had Magic and Jordan. Right. And it was kind of different. So I love that. I, I, actually, I, actually, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like for that. sure. Yeah. 
Well, hey, you know what? It was a great time talking to you, Jeremy, about yeah, you know, the early 90s, 2000s, and now um, basketball and, and comparisons of where guys are. Um, other than that, uh, where can people find you? Yeah, man, X-Files, shoot it, baby. You can always look up my name, Jeremy File, on Instagram. It'll pop up. But X-File, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I always talk to you, Andre. I can't wait to get out there, man. Hopefully do some basketball stuff. And I can stay warmer. This place is 